Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary Day 140. It's now been three years, four months, and 23 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Today I get the opportunity to put one of the affirmations from the morning meditation that Mark and I both listen to into action. Quote, have plans, but be flexible. I plan to hike today, but yikes, it's still hot as blazes in sunny Southern California where we've been having a long heat streak lately. We're talking well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the valley where Mark and I live and morning temps over 90. So not really safe to hike solo in such heat because of the chance of heat stroke. So newly flexible me is coming to you live from the shady podcast rock from my local park. After our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'll share what I'm letting go of today. Then we will hear comments from BC Petra about how life has gone since her brave Instagram post we talked about last week, and from Donnie, who supports Petra and shares her own life update. Then it is a bounty of BC's named Joe. Lately, I think the names that contain J-O are resonating with the COD universe. We'll catch up with many of them, and sorry if I forget any as we meet our newest BC, Joe from the UK, who asks if any other UK BCs are still listening and their replies, including a comment conversation between Joe and Sue from the UK. Among the Joe Fest will be Josephine, who last Joe left a nice iTunes review on USA iTunes and now officially becomes a new BC as she adds herself to the bravery report. Besides new BCs Joe from the UK and kind Josephine, we'll meet another new BC, Jane from Suffolk, who posted on Facebook to say hello to Joe. Sophie from Scotland also pops into Facebook, and I'm delighted that after the Joe Fest, I'll share a quick hello from an old friend of ours. You know, I always appreciate your support, truly. So I'll give big thanks to those who support the show via Amazon, virtual coffee, reviews, Facebook likes, and gifts. And then I'll share how I wrestled my perfectionism to the ground and finally worked up the courage to put some ink in the beautiful handmade journal Mary S. made me that we spoke about on day 138. And in honor of our last show's theme, we'll wrap up with a miracle. Mark willingly shares with us his experience as Mark the Meditator. So stay cool in all of this heat as we sit together in whatever shade I can find. And Josh helps us find something to let go of today. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. silent wind that never really blows I'm letting go Yep, it's a hot one as I sit out here sweltering in this heat, even in the shade of the podcast rock. And I listen to Josh and even in all of this heat I'm still grateful that I found something I really need to let go of and that is the conditions I put on my loving myself. That's right. I find myself to be extremely generous with loving others, forgiving others, finding the best in others, but I find myself to be very, very hard, and I hold a grudge on myself, and I hold myself to a very, very high standard. 
No wonder I always feel like a failure. Who could meet up to such high standards as that? And one thing that put this in my mind was the fourth affirmation from Jonathan Lehman's meditation that Mark and I listened to is, quote, I love myself unconditionally because it is essential to my happiness. I love the person that I am, and I do not need other people's approval to love myself fully, unquote. Wow. Now, I have to be honest with you, BCs, that one is a tough one for me. It really is. I always hear that in the morning, and I kind of say it, but kind of half-assed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love myself. I love myself fully, if only. Aha. How many times have you said that, if only? If only I get the voiceover job. If only I lose 12 pounds. If only something will happen. If only I do this. If only I'll clean my house. If only my friends will call me. If only, if only, if only. All of these if onlys are conditions that we put on ourselves. And when we put these external conditions on ourselves, then it's possible that those conditions might fail. Now, I'm not a mother. I'm a cat mama, so I'm going to use my cat. So those of you who are mothers and fathers of real children, <laughs> please forgive me for using my cats. But here's the thing. I love my cats always, no matter what they do. Fur ball on the freshly clean carpet, still love them. Cat barf on my new shoes, still love them. But I don't necessarily like them in the moment that they do these cat-like things. Scratch the heck out of my sofa instead of the brand new scratching post I just bought them. Still love them. Not terribly fond of them when they are scratching my sofa. But I love them. I love them every single time. And it occurs to me that I don't actively love myself all of the time. Now, when the cats scratch the sofa, I find myself going into an absolute rage. You frickety frackety cats, you are messing up my sofa and I hate that and I am so pissed and whatever. But then I will catch myself and I think, you know, the day will come when you're not going to have these cats. And on that day, are you going to rather have a nice sofa or will you be wishing that you had a cat to scratch the heck out of that sofa? Hmm. Well, BCs, the answer is 100% absolutely, one million times to infinity. I would rather have the most ratty cat scratch sofa in the world and still have my cats because I love them so dearly. And I know those of you with children can relate to that, that your children can do things that might drive you crazy and insane, disappoint you, whatever. And you might say, I'm not too fond of you today for this action. Or with your parents, or your friends, or your spouse, or your partner. They might do or say something that disappoints you, or irritates you, or pisses you off. But underneath that feeling, you have a constant flow of love for them which means that normally you can get over it, right? <laughs> normally, you can get over it. But I notice with myself, you know, let's take the robot aliens. The robot aliens still visit me from time to time. Like I say, I'm not nearly as unconscious. I don't 
They don't take me by surprise as often. I kind of invite them in from time to time. But let's say I had a robot alien visit, and unlike my tagline in the show, I went for the chips instead of exploring my feelings. Now, instead of letting that go, I might spend quite a bit of time being upset with myself. Lori, you meant to eat well today. You really weren't craving chips. You are eating your anger. You are eating your frustration. You are eating your disappointment. Look at you. Here you have a whole show about how great you're dealing with compulsive overeating feelings, and you're still eating your feelings, and this is disgraceful, and no wonder you're still fat, and no wonder you're no good. You're a failure. You're never going to succeed. Stuff like that. Now, most of us have these types of moments. You know, it would be unnatural. We would be like plastic mannequins if we didn't have these disappointing moments with our behavior. But what we say and think and do about ourselves can make all the difference to how the day moves ahead. And if I can say to myself, like I say about the cats, well, Lori, the day may come when you're sitting there reviewing your life <laughs> and are you going to focus on the fact that you ate chips? What are you going to think about as you review your life or you think about your life or what's important to you? Well, no. I'm going to think about things like the positive parts of doing this show and all of the people that I've met and the good that they say that this does them. Or I'm going to think about the look in Mark's eyes when I'm loving towards him or I'm going to think about the friends I've laughed with, or the good times I had with my parents, or indeed each and every one of those fuzzy little fur babies that I've had in my life and how much I've loved them. I'm going to think about relationships. And the one relationship that I have really been neglecting of late is the relationship I have with myself. Because, like right now, I'm talking to you through the podcast world, right? But here in real time, I am here by myself, pondering things in my own heart, mind, and spirit. I'm the one who is dealing with myself. I'm the one who knows how I really feel about things. I can't hide these things from myself very successfully anymore. I know what I'm up to. I know if I'm being a bitch to myself. I know if I'm being a friend to myself. I know if I really and truly am loving toward myself. And this meditation is really helping me to understand that I don't have to like the fact that I ate my anger with chips. I don't have to like that. I can even take note of it and try to do something that in future I might make a different choice more easily. But I need to realize that I do love myself. I love myself whether my legs are big or my legs are smaller. I love myself at this age, even though I'm no longer perky in my body, I no longer have all the energy that I had. You know, I forget things as part of senior moments. There's all kinds of things about the Lori today that I need to value because the Lori today has a lot of wisdom that the younger Lori didn't have. And the Lori in every stage of life has always meant very well. I can truthfully say that even my horrible actions, what I consider horrible, were never meant 
to actually harm another person or an animal or a thing. I've always meant very, very well. But a lot of times I have screwed up because I am not perfect. And as I've discussed many times, and I don't need to go through it today, I grew up getting the wrong idea that I needed to be perfect to be acceptable to others. So that meant that I needed to be perfect to be acceptable to myself. So if I'm not perfect, I'm not worthy of love. That's crazy. Nobody, nobody is perfect, nobody. So if we held others to that standard, if you're not perfect, I don't love you as my friend or my spouse or my pet or my child or my mother and father. If you're not perfect, I don't love you. That means I don't love you today. Oh, but I might love you tomorrow. Let's see what you do. And if I like what you do, I'll love you. Well, if you've ever been in a relationship like that, it doesn't feel good. What feels good is knowing consistently that you're loved no matter what kind of crazy surface things you might be up to, when you know that you're loved, you can have a stable underlying current of confidence that lets you move forward with risk, with joy, with moving on with life. And a big part of my problem is that I never learned how to have that with myself. So it's hard, really hard BCs for me to recognize it when it's there in others. Like my wonderful Mark, for example, loves me all the time. Lots of times he's not too pleased with me because as we've said before, we are very different people. But Mark absolutely loves me all the time. No matter what I do, that may seem strange to him. He knows I mean very well and he loves me with his heart. Even if I'm getting the frowny face from my actions. And I love Mark. And I know that I do, even when I'm giving him the frowny face for his actions, right? I need to stop giving myself that frowny face. I need to separate out disappointment in my action or inaction from the feeling of love I have for being a human being on this earth and for doing the best I can and there's loads of things that I can appreciate about myself. And there's lots of things I still need to work on. But under it all, if I can really and truly let go of all of these conditions I put on myself and just let the love resonate in my own heart, I know that the other affirmations of patience and joy and being kind to others will be easier to fulfill because it will be coming from a place of love like I have for you all. Last show on day 139, Brave Petra allowed me to read her astoundingly brave Instagram post where she describes her true eating issues for all to see, strangers, family, friends, and even a surprising follower. Here's what she posted in the comments following that show. Hi, lovely lady. Again, thank you so very much for mentioning me. I have to say it over and over again. Your openness was the start. When I truly addressed that I have an eating disorder and that the problem was the way I learned to cope with strong emotions. And since then, I've come such a long way, which makes me wanting to share as well, for others to feel some comfort as well, but mainly to make myself aware of my journey and my progress despite the relapses. 
I have to admit it was a tad awkward when my boss told me that he had a look into my Instagram, but he was very complimentary. And Donnie, bless her, stepped right up to support Petra by writing, Petra, amazing and brave. I'm all inspired by your bravery and the fact that you just put it all out there for everyone, including people that you see and interact with. I'm quite humbled that you felt brave enough to share it with us because often we're living it and we think we are alone, but come to find out we're not. I admire you for your strength and confidence. And I also anticipate you're putting out all that information will help you greatly. For one, getting it out of your head and for two, facing the reality. Again, thank you so much for sharing with us. By the way, here's a little shout out. It is shout out for Petra. She has been regularly using our official BC social media tag on many of her posts on Instagram. So I've been finding them no matter how tardy I am to my feed. That tag is on today's show notes and I'll say it again here. Hashtag C-O-D-B-C-S. That's hashtag six letters. C as in compulsive, O as in overeating, D as in diary, B as in brave, C as in companions, and S as in special. Hashtag C-O-D-B-C-S. If you use hashtag C-O-D-B-C-S in your social media posts for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I will find them eventually, and so can other brave companions, to comment and support you. Donnie also kindly shouted out in her comments to some of our new BCs we introduced last show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for new friends. Welcome, Stephanie and Teresa. This is a really fun place, and we're really fun peeps. Donnie is also having some changes in her life lately, and she wrote about them. I start a new old job on Monday. Quite confusing, I know. After leaving my career of 13 years, I took on my current position, and I worked and I did a very fine job. However, it was kind of stressful at times, and the pay wasn't all that great, and another opportunity arose, so I took it. It was new experience, a new job field, very nice raise that I wasn't anticipating when I accepted the position, but there is truth in the old saying, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Ten months later to the day, quite ironic, the position that I was formerly in reopened and I pursued it. I was hired. Only this time I will be compensated for what I believe the position is worth. I aimed high with my requested salary with hopes it's something realistic for what the position actually is. My wish was granted more than I anticipated. Aiming high is sometimes a good idea. I'm excited for the new adventure. Every job has pros and cons. Although I've done this job before, it's different now. Different responsibilities, different dynamics. The position I'm leaving comes with a lot of crabbiness, and it drains my spirit every day. When you go to work and you dread it, or when you wake up in the morning, if you start trying to strategically think of ideas or reasons that you can justify not going to work, you know it's time. Hoping the best for myself. Donnie Gal, fingers crossed for success in the new, new old position. <laughs> I am so proud of you for taking care of yourself and asking for what you're worth. Though, of course, you will never get that as you are priceless. I'll leave a link to Donnie's comments on today's show notes so you can stop by and leave her a message of support too. And now let's get started on catching up with some of our many BCs named Joe. During our last show, day 139, I mentioned my gratitude for the kind USA iTunes review from Josephine. Soon after that show went live, someone named Josephine posted on the Bravery Report, responding to a comment I'd written about Cheryl's bravery pursuing her writing. This is where I'd said, 
Hooray, that is so brave, Cheryl. You are for sure stepping right through the ring of fear and heading toward your dream. Josephine wrote, I just found Lori's podcast and website last week. I'm listening and reading in every spare moment because for the first time in my life, I feel like someone, sweet Lori, and her kind community of brave companions really and truly understands the struggle that is impossible to explain to anyone who is, quote, normal, unquote. I haven't seen any recent comments here, but I couldn't resist responding to what you said above, Lori, about stepping through the ring of fear. I think I am in a perpetual ring of fear, but never knew how to describe it. Now that I can put a name to it, maybe someday I can step out of it. I feel a little flicker of hope again, and that's really an answer to prayer. Thank you, Lori. You are a blessing to me. To which I replied, Hi, Josephine. Welcome to the BC community. I'm betting you are the same thoughtful person who recently wrote a kind review on iTunes. If so, thanks so much. And be sure to listen to Day 139, my most recent episode, as I read it and say how much that meant to me. You were and are a blessing to me too. By stepping out of that ring of fear, you are encouraging me and many other BCs. You just never know what impact these ripples of encouragement might bring. I hope that idea gives you courage and lets you know you are very welcome here and we do understand and care. XOXOXO. Then Josephine said, Yes, that was me, smiley icon. And I did listen to day 139. It made me cry, but in a good way, to know that my little comment helped you. In fact, I've been composing a letter to you in my head, but having that perfectionist gene you talk about, there the letter remains. Until I can figure it out, please know that you are helping me beyond measure. Have a lovely day, dear Lori. So, let me officially welcome you, B.C. Josephine. And B.C.s, please call the Bravery Hotline. You speak pipe or post a comment on day 140 if you'd like to welcome B.C. Josephine, too. By the way, if you're listening and want to greet new B.C.s but forget them all, you can see a list on the show notes. Since we are starting to get multiple new BCs again, I thought that would be a handy dandy feature. Please do take the time if you can to say hello because it means a very great deal to these new brave companions who are brave enough to step up and say hello to us. One of our newest BCs, Joe from the UK, has posted multiple times in these weeks as she's catching up with the old shows. She first posted on day 20, which was the story of one of my really bad binges. Joe from the UK writes, So late to the party, but really enjoying traveling back in time with you. And your story is so mine, except I am in a quote, slim unquote body. Compulsive eating of the ice cream rings, true. Compulsive obsession about food and compulsive exercising. You are providing some great thoughts and ideas. I love your musings and look forward to learning how you get on and ideas I can take from your road. I am a walker, and you are keeping me company. I love your voice. It has such a lovely intonation. Listening from the UK. I replied, Hi, Joe from the UK. Never late to the show, as it is evergreen in content. It is great to hear that it is resonating with you and that you are a fellow walker. When I first started recording, my intention was for it to be a companionship on walks, as that is when I listen to podcasts. Then I found out that many BCs listen at work or in the car, etc. But if you, like Donnie, listen on hikes or walks too, you're also not the only person I've heard from that experiences some of the compulsive challenges who might not appear from body size to have a challenge. 
it is truly surprising how far reaching the various foods slash eating slash restricting slash binging and or body over focus trends can be. I think it is comforting to know we are not alone. And also I'm sorry that so many face these challenges. Also on the positive side, I've experienced the BCs to be so kind, creative and fun as people. It has been my pleasure to get to know them and their stories. It is my new pleasure to learn about you. Welcome again, XOXOXO. P.S. Thanks for the kind comments about my voice. After that, Joe posted her story on the Who Are the Brave Companions page, which I'll leave a link to on today's show notes. By the way, we love to hear the stories of brave companions, and that is a great place to tell us about yourself. It doesn't have to be all about food issues either. You might mention your hobbies like Amy from Wisconsin and Sue from the UK who love quilting, or about where you live, or your social media contacts, or anything about yourself you'd care to share for other BCs to get to know you better. I got the fun experience of reliving my past as Joe from the UK continued her comments on old episodes. Then on day 64, she mused, I wonder who in the UK is still on this journey with you, Lori? I decided to put the question out there on my personal Facebook page, where many longtime BCs are friends with me, and on the show Facebook page, where BCs old and new might have the chance to answer. Here are some of the responses from my personal page. By the way, I don't mind adding new BC friends to my personal page, but I don't unless I kind of know you through our interactions with the show. I never add any people I don't know, or at least have heard of through other friends. But if you participate in the show on Facebook or here, go ahead and friend me if you like. Just search for Lori Weaver and you'll probably recognize my picture. Anyway, here's what I posted to Facebook. Our new BC Joe from the UK asks if any other BCs from the UK are still listening. So I'll put it out there. Stu, I know you are busy with your singing, but you and some others are listening still, right? Anyone want to say hi to Joe from the UK? And my voice acting friend, Juliet, who is from the UK wrote, I will say hi, but what's a BC? Then another voice acting friend, Eddie, who is not from the UK, but very encouraging guy, wrote, I'll say hi, but like Juliet said, what is a BC? Laughing out loud. I wrote back. I posted this here because some of my podcast listeners are also friends with me here. BC is short for Brave Companions, which is what my audience and I call ourselves. So as an affectionate title, listeners go by BC. BC Juliet, for example and often at a location to differentiate from BCs with the same first name. Due to the nature of the show, we don't often use last names when commenting or participating in the podcast, XOXOXO. So, Eddie, if you listen and send in an audio comment or write a comment, you would then be mentioned forevermore on the show as BC Eddie from LA or BC Eddie from California or some such. And then Eddie said he would love to participate someday. So maybe in the near future, we will hear from Eddie from LA. But BCs who know they are BCs also answered. Sophie from Scotland says, hey, another of our BCs also named Joe writes, does originally from UK, but now in Thailand count? So this BC Joe will now be Joe from Thailand since originally from the UK, but now in Thailand is a bit of a mouthful for me. (laughs) Sue from the UK answered on the show page, though she is also one of my Facebook friends. Hi Joe, yes, I am still around. The opera ended last week, so I'm slowly getting back to normal. It is great to have more fellow Brits on board. Welcome, Joe. And Sue also posted a reply to Joe's comment on day 64. Hi, Joe. It is lovely to hear from new listeners and even more special to hear from someone this side of the pond. It has been so hot by our standards, but it seems like our heat wave is over. Where are you in the UK? I'm currently in Yorkshire, but I hope to move to Scotland soon, XX. 
And Joe answered with, hey there, Sue. I am way down south in Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire? <laughs> Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Visiting Wales in July and Scotland in August to see friends and family. I hope your plans to move to Scotland are coming along nicely. I love how beautiful our little island is. Is it bad? I am glad that the heat wave is over as we are just not designed for it. So pleased to meet you. My post on the show page on Facebook also introduces us to new BC Jane from Suffolk, who says hi to Joe and replies when I ask if I might use her hello on the show. Of course! How do I listen, XX? I let her know that she could listen from the COD website or find us on iTunes or Spreaker or iHeartRadio, etc. And she let me know that she's been struggling a bit, and so she would be sure to listen. And I said, no worries. I have surely not been too perfect. Glad to know you're out there. And I think Joe, who is quickly going through all of the former episodes, will be thrilled to hear from you. XOXOXO. So please stop by the Compulsive Overeating Diary page on Facebook or welcome new BC Jane from Suffolk on the COD website. And speaking of Compulsive Overeating Diary pages on Facebook, big smooches and thank yous for all the new likes. I appreciate it. Two likes from real people mean way more to me than having a huge number of likes on my social media. And that's why I don't pay or use robo answers for anything. When you hear from me, it's really me clicking or typing to you. And I have a lot more to be thankful for today, too. The USA Amazon shoppers have been making great use of our show link, and those pennies are adding up. I think this month the Amazon payment will almost cover the whole cost of the podcast. I know it seems obvious. But when you take the time to support Mark and me by clicking through the Amazon link on the Compulsive Overeating Diary website, it does more than help our retirement budget. It means to us that you support us as people and that what we do with the show is important. It keeps us energized and feeling like we make a difference. And a huge double thank you to new BC Joe from the UK, who supported the show by also buying us a virtual cup of coffee and by writing a very kind review on the iTunes for the UK. I am also thankful that my friend Stephanie from Quebec stopped by my blog post about discouragement and the well-worn path to let me know via comment that she's still listening. Smooch! I'm so glad to see you, Madame. I'm very happy you're still listening and look forward to hearing more about your life and answering any burning secret topics you may have. One last Joe until we hear from Mark the Meditator. My friend BC Jojo from California is always encouraging me. She's the one who posted a nice comment about the beautiful handmade journal Mary S. made me on day 138. And she supported me in my deciding to actually write in it. My perfectionism was harping in my ear that I didn't want to spoil Mary's beautiful work. But with JoJo's help, I decided that I couldn't let perfectionism spoil my life in this way. The best way to honor our material gifts are to use them. So I used Mary's beautiful gift to take notes during my latest voiceover class with a renowned coach. And to prove it, I'll put a photo of my writing on day 140. Did I write beautifully? Lordy, no. I have terrible handwriting. Did I write my notes perfectly with great language? Nope, not possible. But this was a wonderful creative day where I learned a lot. And I'm so pleased that these notes, which will help my voice acting journey, are housed in such a loving and thoughtful place. And now, as I promised, it's time to hear from big old manly man Mark about his recent experiences with meditation. Hello, 
let's take a moment's pause with Mark, the meditator. Well, brave companions, we're in for a treat. Remember last show I told you I was going to beg Mark to see if maybe he wouldn't come share about his meditation experience? Well, I didn't even have to beg him. Here he is to share. Hi, I'm here to share. (laughs) And what's your name? Mark. (laughs) I'm just joking with you. Yes, I'm Mark the Meditator. (laughs) You're Mark the Meditator. Yes, I am. Mark the Meditator. Well, Mark the Meditator, how did you come by this title? I just gave it to myself. (laughs) Is that because you've been meditating lately? Yes, I, I recently started meditating. And is this the first time that you've ever been meditating? No, years ago I uh, checked out Buddhism and I tried it for a little while and and it didn't really take, so I I kind of got away from it. So what's inspired you to start meditating now? Well, I, I've had some anger issues and I've heard that that sometimes can be good for it. And... Uh, you were doing it, and it seemed to be helping you, and you, you, you know. So I said, "Oh, what? It doesn't cost anything. I should try." <laughs> well, that's the key, brave companions. It didn't cost anything except for a little time. So, could you just tell everybody the first time you meditated with this Insight app, what it was like for you, what you do? Well, you basically you, you start the app up. It you know it's got to leave yourself like 10 minutes and 47 seconds that's how long the that's how long the tape is if and, you choose that one is that it's that oh that, okay they're they're different lengths i i i've checked out a few uh, other ones but that starting off the morning i'm i'm grouchy in the morning and i think it's a really good thing to do with the morning one so i like that so far but i might try evening one before i go to bed too but that, little by little so you wake up, and then what? Well, I wake up, and soon, then I put the tape on, and basically the guy tells you to get comfortable, and then he, he starts you on some, like, breathing exercises that get you started relaxing, and then he uh, goes through a tape with a lot of thoughts and ideas, and and then at the end there's a, a bell, and... It, and uh, brings you out of it. So what are the affirmations? Just give me an example. Well, affirmations are like things that are are very positive, things like to cultivate patience and uh, things to be, you know, to be not to be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and how to, you know, to be true, you know, to be um, impeccable with your word and, and not say bad things about other people. Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> it is. It is. But it, it, it actually is good for you. It. Uh, and I have noticed that we've been more positive with each other since you've been doing this. Yeah. It, it actually, it, it's kind of, the, after a while, those affirmations kind of get in your head. And none of them are bad stuff. But, they, you know, someone cut you off on the freeway. And usually I'd be like angry for a long time and I kind of like uh, cultivate the patience so it's basically it I you start doing some of this stuff and it has a positive effect on your life you know I have a question for you because 
Mark went with me to a party, a meetup in a restaurant that I know that wasn't his first choice to go with me to this party at the restaurant, but he did. And does this have anything to do with the affirmation? Yeah, I, I think it might. It might. It it said that any time you can, say yes, if, if you can. And so I said, okay, yes. And I knew I'd be a little uncomfortable in this situation, but I survived it. And I so appreciated that. And then I felt like really loved and like you cared about me because you went with me and... I know you guys will know what I'm talking about. Sometimes somebody agrees to do something for you, but they kind of make you pay or they they look like they're very unhappy. And I've done this myself, too. But Mark went into this social situation that I know wasn't his first choice, and he really made the best of it. I had a nice time, and we came home, and I felt really happy with that. And I got to thinking later, wow, that's kind of unlike Mark. I wonder why he did that. And then just now I thought, oh, there's this affirmation that you should go out of your comfort zone and say yes. Yep. So I said yes. Is that why you're here now telling the Brave Companions about your meditating? Yeah. And to share the fact that I had a positive experience. And it seems to be making a difference, especially with some of my anger issues. Well, and for me, it's helping me a lot with my performance anxiety. You know, when I'm having to do auditions or go in front of the mic in front of the voice acting coaches or to be critiqued, the meditation has helped me a lot not to freak out. So I'm actually making a lot more progress since I started meditating. So I'd have to say for me, it's a win. Well, it's a win for me too. Well, then I guess we both would have to say, give it a try. Yeah, I definitely recommend it to... Anybody just interested in it to try it. Well, thanks so much, honey, for taking the time to come and share this information with us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, honey. Big smooches to you, honey. I really enjoyed hearing about your meditation journey. And we found the same meditation on YouTube. And we'll post a link to it on today's show notes so you can hear the same exact meditation that has made such a difference in Mark and my lives. So until next time, BCs, take care and love yourselves completely. Not because I really, 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 really care, but because you do. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. I'm letting